Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Uh, thank you, Jesus. Only hope we got. Boy, to just know that and he's right there. Uh, if we could just, just know and remember whatever we're facing, that we never face it by ourselves, we never face it alone. That and oh boy, let me tell you, you know, if you was going through a rough surgery, you know, it'd still it'd be scary, but you know, it's good to know that there's people right there with you or something. But you know, it doesn't make the surgery any less scarier. But you got people that are right there that you know they love you and they're praying for you, and you know, and we go through things in this life. It doesn't make it any less, uh, you know, it doesn't. It affects us emotionally, spiritually, mentally, everything. We we go through it hard times. We we carry stuff, but just knowing that He's with me, I can get through it. I, I'm gonna get through it. Whatever happens, I'm going to get through it. And uh, so I'm I'm so thankful for that today. Our lesson today, continuing, uh, if you have your Bibles, Hebrews chapter 11 and uh, faith chapter, yeah. Uh, oh, faith. I, faith is so powerful. Faith in Him is so strong and powerful. It's not just for, uh, for moving stuff, it's for keeping stuff. It doesn't just get stuff out of the way. It gets you where you're going. You know, that's, we think of it like a broom sometimes. But, man, it, but it's like a, an anchor. It's like a chain that, that it, it keeps you solid. It's, it, it, it keeps you alive. We live by faith. The Scripture says the just shall live by faith. It's, we, we live. It's our blood pumping through us. It's our breath. It's, it's, it's our uh, understanding. It's everything about us. And, and I'm so thankful for faith in God today and what it does. Uh, so Hebrews chapter 11, starting in verse 8, uh, speaking of Abraham, it says, By faith he sojourned in the land of promise, as in a... Oh, I backed up. Let me back up one. By faith Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance... Obeyed. He was called and he obeyed. What was so big about that? Well, the next line. Because he went out not knowing where he was going. He was called without any really specific details and he just obeyed it. And he went out not knowing where he went. By faith he sojourned in the land of promise as in a strange country. He dwelled in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. For he looked for a city which hath foundations, whose builder and maker is God. So he was called, but he also realized that there's not just a beginning of this journey, there is an end to this journey. Because as I am journeying, I'm looking for a city. It has foundations. Oh, I'm looking for a city whose builder and maker is God. Friend, I'm telling you, God's not got us wandering in the wilderness. We're not wandering uh, till we all die because, friend, we're, we're just traveling through this land looking for a city whose builder and maker is God. Praise the Lord. We're going to talk about today a hazardous journey 
but safely home. It's going to be some ups and downs on this journey. But we're going to make it. Oh, we're going to make it by faith in the name of the Lord. We're going to make it by the promise of the word. We're going to make it. Uh, hallelujah. Lift your hands. Let's pray for the lesson this morning. Lord, we love you. Praise you. Honor you in this house today. Oh, God, bless our hearts to hear your word. And God, let us be ready to understand and ready to obey and serve you with everything that's in us. God, we thank you for calling us. We thank you for keeping us. And we thank you for when you welcome us home. God, we just ask these things in Jesus' name. Everyone said amen. Come on, give him a hand clap and a shout. <laughs> Hallelujah. Aren't you grateful for the call? Aren't you grateful for the journey? Hallelujah. Oh, and oh, we're going to be so thankful when we see that city. Praise God. You can be seated. Lord bless you this morning. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, my goodness. I'm just tore up in the Holy Ghost this morning. Because it's easy sometimes in our service for the Lord to just get bogged down in the service. And when I say that, I mean it not as the service is burdensome, that is uh, trouble, but that uh, we get weary sometimes, we get heavy sometimes, you know, we get just emotionally spent sometimes, we get spiritually spent sometimes, we, we have uh, frustrations and heartbreaks and things all along the way, just as you could have maybe naturally in any journey. If you took a trip across country, you could break down somewhere along the way and you'd have to get things fixed, it'd be frustrating, it would cost you to get back on the road and and sometimes in our walk with God that happens, we, we break down somewhere along the way. Uh, we, we have a, uh, you know, we blow a, a gasket. <laughs> we, uh, we got a leak. Uh, we have a flat tire. Something happens when uh, sometimes we just run out of gas. And uh, it costs a little something to get back. But we, we don't turn around. We, we just get it fixed and we keep going if we want to make that destination. There are some who would throw their hands up and say, that's it, I'm just going home. Must not be meant to be on this trip. You know, the tire blew out. Must be the enemy not wanting me to go. <laughs> you don't think, I ain't lying. Some people have a blowout and they think that there's, there's little gremlins running around poking holes in people's tires. <laughs> hey, guess what? That, that happens. That's why you have a spare. It happens, but... But it's people, well, that must, it, just, it just must not be meant to be, so I'm going back. But some people, unfortunately, do that in their walk with God. They, they experience trouble on the journey and wonder, uh, am I in the right place at all? Am I doing the right things at all? And, and so they pull off or they turn around. They uh, decide it's not worth the heartache, the pain, what I'm going through. But friend, let me tell you, heaven is going to be worth it all. It's going to be worth it all. And, and it's hard sometimes to realize in the midst of it uh, when you're crying and your heart's broken, when things are going on, it's, it's hard to realize sometimes that it will be. But can you just start to imagine what it's going to be like when you hear him say, well done, good and faithful servant. When you're not looking at a painting or a movie or anything else, you know, we, we watch things to 
you know, you try to picture in your mind what it's going to be like, but when you actually, as the old song says, my faith will end in sight is when I will finally see him, the one who loved me and gave himself for me, when I finally lay my eyes on the Savior, on the heavenly city, when I'm not singing songs in a sanctuary, but I'm singing songs in that new Jerusalem. Glory to the Lamb, glory to the Lamb, glory to the Lamb. Friend, it's going to be worth it all. Everything we go through here, and uh, we need not believe that uh, uh, or buy into the fable or the myth that this journey will always be smooth sailing. And that's all right. That doesn't mean God's not God. It doesn't mean God's not good. We live in a world where uh, circumstance, the Bible says time and chance happens to us all. There's things that come to all of us in this walk with God. And uh, Abraham was uh, called out uh, to journey. He said he didn't know where he was going, but he obeyed anyway. He had to have faith that God was going to take care of him. Tough journeys. There's a, a true life story. I don't know if you've ever heard of this, but a man by the name of Sir Ernest Shackleton. Anybody know who, who that is? If you know who it is, raise your hand. I want to see if anybody even knows this guy. Somebody knows who it is. There you go. Well, in 1914, he placed an ad in a paper that said, Men wanted for hazardous journey, small wages, bitter cold, long months of complete darkness, constant danger, safe return is doubtful, honor and recognition in case of success. That was the ad. And at a time where jobs were tough, you know, they... They thought nobody would respond to this ad, but they had thousands of men respond, wanting to go, wanting to be a part of this. He picked 28. And in 1914, December 1914, they, they, they set sail uh, in the ship, which was called Endurance. He named it after his family motto, which is Fortitudine Vincimus, which means by endurance we shall conquer. Sounds a lot like what Jesus said when he said that they that endure unto the end shall be saved. But they had trouble almost right off the bat. They were uh, trapped in the ice pack of the Weddell Sea for 10 months. 10 months stuck in ice and then the ship broke apart. They, they were able to get off, spent five months on ice floats. Bitter cold, darkness, freezing he didn't lie in his ad. He, he didn't lead nobody on. Did, nobody woke up one day and said, man, you tricked me. We'll go back and read the fine print. I didn't. Uh, That's exactly what I said. Bitter cold, <laughs> long months of darkness, constant danger, safe return, doubtful. I, I didn't mix it up. I told you exactly. There was, it was an ad of truth. Well, later they were able to save three lifeboats and 29, 28 plus the captain, so 29 men, they set sail uh, on the seas and they landed this, some 497 days after they had left England, they landed on Elephant Island. All of them alive, that's great, but really, is it? 
because Elephant Island was so far off the shipping routes that they said there's no way, you know, anybody's going to ever know we're here. They'll never know because it was a deserted island. Nobody lived on it. It's basically a rock just sticking out of the ocean. So when they realized that, the captain took five men and uh, they set out on a 17-day, 800-mile journey through some of the world's deadliest seas to South Georgia Island where a whaling station was located. The six men landed on an uninhabited part of the island. They had to cross 26 miles of glaciers and mountains that were considered impassable. Well, that's a trip I want to go on. But you know, that trip sounds a lot like our walk with God sometimes. That we find ourselves in places where it looks like nobody else is. We find ourselves in situations where it looks like we won't come out of this alive. We do not walk with God because we are given the right set of guarantees. Just like these guys. There was no, he didn't lie to them and, and, and pretty it up and say, oh man, you know, we're going to go do all these things. We're going to see beautiful places. He, he, didn't try, he just told them, it's going to be cold. It's going to be dark. It's going to be dangerous. You might die. You get some small wages. Where are you going to spend it? They never snow and ice everywhere. So they knew the journey was just going to be about doing it and completing it. And then recognition and honor for the success. And friend, that's the way it is in this life, in this walk with God. We're not doing this so that we can just have things in this world. But we're doing this because this is the kingdom. We're trying to save souls for the kingdom. We're trying to get people uh, to live for God and to, to come to know this great God and Savior that we know. And, and, uh, and it's a hazardous journey sometimes. Jesus said in this life, he said, you're going to be hated of all men because of my name. Oh, wow. Read Fox's Book of Martyrs. And uh, you'll un begin to understand the price that some people paid their very life just to preach the gospel and live for God. What did he mean when he said, follow me and I'll make you fishers of men? You know, does that mean we're going to have fame and fortune and recognition? No, it meant they were going to be mocked and in fear of their life and people weren't going to believe them. People weren't going to receive them. Uh, you know, the one time Jesus was going up, uh, and he said, they said, well, if he's going to go up and die, let's just go up and die with him. They just figured, you know, they're going to kill us here doing this work. You know, we took off following him, and now we're going to die. But they were willing to do it. What, what kind of person just, hey, follow me, drops his nets, walks away from his wife and his children, his family, and says, I got to go follow this guy. Why? I don't know. What do you mean you don't know? He just said he's going to make me a fisher of men. What does that mean? I don't know. Sometimes we don't even really know, but we know it was a call. We don't, we didn't say, well, can you tell me everything that's going to happen? Can you tell me, can you get, can I, can I put this in my planner that at least Tuesdays will be good? I mean, can you give me something, God? No, follow me, follow me. Let me mold you. Let me shape you. Let me make you. Uh, you you're gonna, it's going to be a hazardous journey. People are not going to like 
what you stand for. People are not going to like what you live for. And, 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 and you know, we, we think, man, he's a God of love. He's a God that can do anything. He's a creator. He's a savior. He's merciful. He's long-suffering. Yeah, that's all those things that God is. Ain't got a thing to do with the journey. <laughs> he, he's all those things when times are bad. He's all those things when times are good. He's still God, and we just serve God, and we live for God, and, and we can't understand why. Why am I going through that? I don't know. We don't know what it all means. Sometimes maybe we think, well, it won't be as bad as all that. Oh, it's, it's even worse. <laughs> it turns out that it's worse. You know, when, I, when I read about Paul, uh, how he was so zealous to just shut the church down until Jesus got a hold of him, and then uh, the Lord said, let me send somebody to tell him about it. He sent Ananias, Acts 9, 15 and 16. He tells Ananias, he says, uh, go tell him, uh, or he said to Ananias, go your way, for Paul is a chosen vessel. I chose Paul. I picked him out of what he was doing. I want him to bear my name before the Gentiles and kings. Wow, going to go before kings? Yeah, with busted lips and black eyes and stripes on his back. Well, it would be like, hey, hey, come on in here, Paul. Come on, sit right down and just here, take my throne. Why don't you sit down right here? here let, me, let me get you something. Oh, he comes in with his lip busted, his tooth knocked out, chains around his wrist, uh, testifying because of the Lord. He said, but I'm going to show him how great things he must suffer for my name's sake. Philippians 1 and 29, Paul relates to us, for unto you it is given in the behalf of Christ not only to believe on him, but also to suffer for his sake. Now, that word suffer means to experience a sensation or impression, usually painfully. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody should have said, Amen. <laughs> because a lot of these experiences and these sensations and these things are going, it's painful. It also means to feel or passion. So, you know, we are called to believe on him, but also to suffer, also to feel what he felt. So we, we wonder, does he feel what I feel? But are we feeling what he felt? Oh, we, we, you know, we don't have a, a high priest that cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities. Or he was tempted at all points as we were. So sometimes maybe we hadn't hit that point yet. And so when we hit that point, we're like, this can't be of God. Well, you think it's something new that Jesus didn't feel? You know, he, he feels what we feel. Uh, there ain't nothing he ain't felt. Sometimes we just haven't felt everything he felt. We're on that journey. We're in that place. So, so when you get hit with something, you say, there's no way this is God. But it is. There's no way I can be beat up and broken like this if I'm living for God. But you do, and you can. And you ain't the first because these same uh, trials and, and tribulations are accomplished in your brethren all over the world. That's what the scripture says. That's why you got a great cloud of witnesses uh, sawn asunder. Anybody got any idea what that means? I know you do. Hey, let's take them and suck. They, they believe in the Lord. Let's saw their leg off. Let's saw their arm off. They cut them in pieces. Let's feed them to the lions. They were ripped up and tore apart. Burnt at the stake. But they lived for God. And as soon as they quit breathing here, they opened their eyes in the presence of the Lord. 
be absent from the bodies to be present with the Lord. Hazardous journey, safely home. I doubt that you and I will see those times. I don't think that we will. I don't know when the Lord's coming back. I'm not trying to say that I do know. I just know that it ain't like it was. And we ought to thank God that it's not. But we have got the ripest field ever in the history of mankind to, to put our hands on this plow, to get to be laborers in the harvest. There has never been a time uh, that uh, people are so ripe for the picking. It's, you see, the, 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 the darker this world gets, the riper the fruit gets. That's, that's the truth. Uh, and so we, we need to be ready for this harvest and, and realize that, uh, you know, we've got to be the kind of people that will say, man, I'm just going to go. I'm just going to obey. I've been called and I'm going to answer. Where are you going? Don't know. One day, me and my wife will be able to tell our story. You know, where we started, where we met, where we started, and then, uh, you know, got just pulled out of our comfort zone. We at a place where we lived, where all our family lived, where all our friends lived. We were in a church that was just doing good and things were going great. And the Lord said, go start a church. Don't go take over a church that's already rolling. Go start one. And so we went and got a little cinder block building with some of you guys that's here now. Was there cinder block building? No bathroom. I told you all there's no bathrooms in the place. I mean, it was, uh, I mean, it was a cinder block room. And we went and we started having church, and people were getting healed, and people were getting delivered. But we'll be able to tell how that we just picked up and followed God because He said to do it. But oh, look what He's done, and look what He's doing, and and how many have been baptized? How many have been filled with the Holy Ghost? How many have been healed? How many? ministries are raising you know, just different things. It's, it's amazing. It's, it's been a hazardous journey. We, 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 we've, we've cried. We've, we've asked God why, but, but we've never stopped walking on the journey because he never said it would just be easy. He never said it would just be uh, like Sister Everhart used to say, it's not roses all the way, but it's roses all along the way. And, and so there's, there's been so much rejoicing, but there's been a lot of heartache. There's been some crying but you don't give up if you want to get there. You don't quit moving if you want to get there. Hey, if, if, if you feel like you broke down, then get repaired. If you feel like you had a flat, change the tire. But keep moving on to glory. It's going to be worth it. it, 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 it. Listen. You just got to have that, that want to. And, and then mean that. You can't just say I want to. You gotta, because one guy came up to Jesus and said, Oh, I want to go to heaven. I want eternal life. Okay, sell everything you got and follow me. Didn't want to go too bad. Because he was very sad. Turned around, walked off. I wonder if he ever made it. I hope he was there on the day of Pentecost. And I hope he heard Peter preach. And I hope he got filled with the Holy Ghost and baptized in Jesus' name. And I hope he's there. And I hope. When we get to heaven, he'll say, whew, I almost blew it. I almost blew it. But you know what? That's the thing is that, you know, a lot of people want to go, but they just don't want to go. You know what I'm saying? They want to go, but they just don't want to go. They don't want to walk it. You know, don't, don't put my hand on no plow. I, don't, I, don't, I might miss my manicure up. I don't want to. 
I don't want no blisters on my feet. I don't want that sweat. I don't. Yeah, but we're going to. And we're going to work and we're going to labor and we're going to bust up some hard ground and we're going to do some things, but it's all going to be worth it. God called us into this. And, and man, when you just, you, we walk with God just, we walk with God just like Abraham did. We walk with God just like Peter and John and all the all the because it wasn't uh, we didn't get uh, something this thick that was like the Lord emailed us and said here read this and if you agree to it sign and follow me. No, it was somewhere somehow we met God boom just like that. It was this this collision with the Holy Ghost with the God of all creation and at that moment in time God was like what are you gonna do? I'm gonna follow you. All right, <laughs> tighten your belt. So here we go, you know, because it's going to be something. And and but that we just like Abraham, I had no idea where Winterville, Georgia, was in 1993. I didn't know it existed. I didn't know almost any of you in 1993. I didn't know who you were. Had no idea. Did not know what God was going to do with me, but I knew something was coming. I could feel something. And that, it was that pull. And that's like these, these people that would explore and, and, and make their minds up. They were like, I, I can't even see that other land. And I won't see it for a long, long time. And there's going to be storms and shipwreck and sickness, and they all know telling what could happen on the way, but unless I start sailing, I'll never get there. And so these guys, that's what these, they're like, it'll be worth it. It's going to be worth it what you do here. It's going to be worth it that you didn't quit. It's going to be worth it that you held on. It's going to be worth it that you didn't walk away. It's going to be worth every tear, every heartache, every sleepless night. It's going to be worth every bit of it because in that day, God's going to wipe away all tears from our eyes. I'm not going to remember pain. I'm not going to remember heartache. I'm not going to remember suffering. All I'm going to know is joy, unspeakable, and full of glory. I'm going to know the Lamb is the light. Man, I'm going to worship the one that's sitting on the throne. Friend, what a day that will be when my Jesus I shall see. Woo! When I look upon his face. Well, one day I'm going to look on his face. One day it's going to happen. But you got to hold on. You got to stay in there. Stay in the game. Stay in the fight. Stay in the journey. Don't give up. Catch your breath, but don't quit. You got to keep going. Hallelujah. We're going to make it one day. That's why I got so many thoughts swimming in my head right now. We're going to make it. And that's why that faith is so important, that faith. You know, there was an a, 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 a explorer, a Cortez, 1519, sailed off with the new world. When they got to where they were going, you know what they did. He said, now burn the ships. Uh, what if we won't go on for holidays? Ain't no more holidays over there. Our life is here now. We're not going back. 
burn the ships. We're not going back home. This is our home. This is our life. This is where we will be. And, and, uh, and he, he did end up con uh, conquering the Aztecs and, and doing things and discovering things, but they didn't go back. They burned the ships. And that's this life with God is burn the ship. Whatever ship I was on before I met the Lord, burn it because I ain't going back. I'm not going back. I'm not, I, I don't, I don't want to be mindful of the country from whence I came out. I, I don't want to go back. I, don't, I, I know there's opportunity to go back if I want to go back. I don't want to go back. I want this city whose builder and maker is God. I want to see that city with foundations. I want to see that gate of pearl. I want to see that street of gold. I want to see in my father's house or many mansions. I want to see those things. I want to see it one day. Uh, oh, faith, it makes all the difference. Robert Frost wrote a poem, and at the end of it, he said there was a path, a road, and the woods that diverged, and he said, and I, I took the path less traveled, and that has made all the difference. Jesus said the way is straight and narrow, and few there be that find it. But wide is the path that leads to destruction, and many there be that go therein. And I want to get on this path that's less traveled. I want, I want to go, oh, I, don't, I, don't, I can't see no more road. We might get lost. You'll never be lost uh, when you're being led by the Spirit. Israel went to places they'd never seen before. They were being led. Abraham went to places. He said he wandered like a stranger in a strange land, but he always had his guide. Yeah, he didn't, he, I've never seen this mountain before. You see a lot of things when you're walking with God. I've never seen this river before. You'll see a lot of things when you're walking with God. And uh, he saw some things that, that were heartbreaking. He saw some things that were bad. He saw some things he didn't understand, but he always stayed with God. And that's, that's, that's why I said faith, that faith. Uh, by faith, Abraham did those things. That faith factor. Hey, you, you take the faith factor out of it. You move that, Abraham is another, just another idol worshiper in Ur of the Chaldees. When you go through chapter 11 of Hebrews and you take faith out of that chapter, then Moses is just another person in line to be Pharaoh. That's all, that's all he's going to be. Uh, that, that, that's it. He, he's not going to be anything else. Uh, you take faith out of it, Sarah ain't having no child. It's not going to happen. Enoch and Abel, all these people you read about, nothing. They won't be without faith in God. But that faith, it doesn't just start you. It carries you. It completes you. It gets you there. It gets you to where you need to be. You take the faith factor out of all the stories of Scripture, and Shadrach, Daniel, Meshach, Abednego, just four brilliant Hebrews who begin to assimilate into the Babylonian culture. They just become another... They just eat up by society. But because of their faith, they stood in peril of their lives. And God came through. And they were promoted and blessed. And, and friends, since, since 2020, when COVID hit and things shut down and things went crazy in this world, went, went nuts, people have suffered. And not just suffered physically, not just suffered financially. Yes, all that's happened. Businesses have closed, people lost jobs, all that happened. But what's worse than all of that is the way people's faith suffered. 
so many people stopped walking, stopped serving when this world said, this is the way you ought to do. The world began to dictate people's faith. Don't you dare gather together and worship. There were those that would even go as far as to say, if you do gather together and don't uh, shelter in place and stay shut in, you're not even Christian. You're not showing the love of God to other people. The world began to dictate how people's faith were, but there were some who said, this ain't the first plague to hit since Jesus was ever on this world. And, and the church stood then and the church will stand now. And so we, we've got to understand that, uh, you know, uh, just because, don't buy into the wrong concept of God. Don't, don't think that, well, he's my genie in the bottle of the lamp or whatever you want to call it. He, he's, he's my, uh, you know, he's just my vending machine for the miraculous. He's just, he's just a, a give me this. He's only, he's only, to me, he's only Jehovah Jireh. Uh, don't, don't, you know, uh, he's so much more than all of that. And, uh, but if you buy in this concept that, hey, you know, it's just going to be sunshine all the time. It's, it's going to be pleasant weather. Everything's going to be all right. The Bible says that if you don't want your leaf to fade, that you better be planted and rooted. So right by that river, you better be planted and rooted so that you can be fed and nourished uh, if you don't want it to wither up and die. And when you're planted and rooted, it does it. This world cannot throw anything at you that what God gave you can't handle. You will make it. But uh, I'm reminded of what Peter said in uh, 1 Peter 4. This is one of my favorite scriptures because the first time I ever heard this scripture, I had just started my journey. I mean, I was still dripping wet from the baptistry. Really, I heard this scripture for the first time on January the 19th, 1993, after so many people were hugging me and congratulating me. And Brother Ronnie Lewis came up to me and he said, he quoted this verse, and this is where I'll start. Uh, verse 12, Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial which is to try you. I'm just starting. I don't think I'm at trials yet. <laughs> don't I get like a, a week off before... I, before fiery trials start? <laughs> well, you don't. <laughs> There's no, you graduate the fiery trials. That's like, that's waiting on you at the door. You know, it's, it come out of the water. Woo, I feel clean. What is that? That's that fiery trial <laughs> that's coming after you. But don't think that that's strange. And that scripture probably helped me more than anything at the beginning because I realized I'm going to have to endure some things. I'm going to have to go through. It's not just going to be me gliding around like this for the rest of my life. Oh, oh, oh this is so nice. Oh, get off me, trouble. Get off me. No, uh-uh. It's going to be through tears and fastings and watchings and pain and disappointment sometimes. Not in God. Not in God, but just questions and confusion and things that just, you know, Am I losing my mind? Am I going crazy? And the Lord would be like, no, you're not. But this is stuff I walk through. This is stuff you'll walk through. And just like I made it, you'll make it. 
One day you'll be like, Paul, I'm ready to be offered. I, I finished my course. I fought a good fight and I kept the faith. Any fight is loaded with danger. You know how many times people have gone into a boxing ring thinking, hey, I know what I'm doing. Pfft, lights out, you're gone. One hit the wrong way, you're out. Lights out. Any soldier goes into uh, service, he knows there is a very real possibility I can die in battle. Anytime bullets start flying, there's a probability you're going to get hit. It ain't like the movies where your favorite actor never gets hit. No, you're in a place where real life things are happening, bombs are going off. There's a real possibility, but you signed up knowing that. We go into this wall knowing that it could be a hazardous journey, that it probably will be hazardous at some point, but we also know that God will get us safely home. God will get us to where we want to be. That's why we, we do this. He, he is worth it all. Listen, walking with God's not a cakewalk, but it's the best walk you'll ever do. It's the greatest walk that you will ever do. And we understand that bad things happen to good Christians. You know, just yesterday we got a message, um, and I haven't checked to see how Brother Warman's doing, uh, but pastor of the Apostolic Church in Michigan, fantastic pastor, preacher, we heard him preach it because of the times he, he preached a great message, uh, things I say to myself or things I say when I preach to myself and uh, just so encouraging, just a blessing. Well, yesterday he had a stroke. Very serious, very serious, a very serious condition. And, and I'm, I'm not sure really. I've been looking for updates, trying to see how he's doing. I just know that it's serious. This man of God, he's a pastor. He's watching over people. Yeah. You think he didn't know this was a possibility? He knows that just because you serve God, it doesn't mean you won't ever get sick. That something won't happen to you. It happens. We lost people, great men of God and women of God during COVID, people that died. They, they, they lost Lord, why, why, why? Because that's life. That, that happens sometimes. It does, but we don't stop walking with God. We can only walk with God successfully when we understand that the blessing of this is Him. It's not immunity from the things of the world, but it's him. That's why the scripture said, uh, it was, uh, let's see, Colossians 2 and 10. He said, but you are complete in him who is the head of all principality and power. It's about him. I want him. Hebrews 13 and 5, I think I skipped. Uh, Let your conversation be without covetousness. Be content with the things that you have. For he said, I will never leave you or forsake you. It's, it's about having him. Paul's whole message in Philippians, he, he said, look, I'm forgetting the things that are behind. I, I'm trying to attain uh, this thing. I'm trying to uh, capture Christ. I'm trying to capture the thing that captured me. I'm pressing forward. I'm moving forward for the high call in Christ. I, I, I want him. Forget about all my pedigree and everything else that went on in this flesh. I simply want him. And so the things of this world that I thought were gain, I just counted as, as waste and refuse and, and he said dung. And, and so he said, it, it, that's what it is to me. Uh, he said, just get rid of all that just so I can have him. I just want him. Even Peter made the statement in Matthew 19. He said, he asked the question to the Lord. He said, we have forsaken all to follow you. You've got to know that you're going to leave some things behind when you start living for God. It's going to happen. 
You don't care. That's why uh, to run the race, you've got to lay aside some weights. There's some things that, that in your current life that they become weights. You don't feel the weight when you're living in it, but when you start trying to live for God, well, all of a sudden it's a weight. You know, you could carry some things out here on the land. It ain't nothing at all. But step off in the water and try to hold on to it. I can't get air. I can't breathe. I can't. Well, you, why don't you let go of them weights? You ever seen people get in a situation, they fall in a lake and they're wearing heavy clothing, they start taking off those boots or heavy, they're trying to get the weight off of them because it's just going to drag them down. That, that stuff is meant for this world. There were things that you were doing in that life and it didn't feel like anything until you tried to live this life. And if you're struggling, to feel like you're gasping for air, maybe it's because you're still holding on. I can't get my head above water. I know what I want, but I can't get to it. It's because you're still holding on to things that were in that past life. And you can't do it. You got to let us lay aside the weight and the sin that so easily besets you. And we, we are now in a different place. It's to, you got to burn the ship. You got to burn the ship. So I'm, I'm just going on with Jesus. I'm just going to live for God. I got to keep going. There is no way it's 1145. I am having way too much fun preaching this message today. There's no way it's 1145. What? Oh, man. Wow. I got it. Well, see? You see what happens? I'm supposed to be able to get through with all this. I'm not disappointed. Listen, he's the answer. The kingdom that we are promised is not uh, a temporary external one, but it's the kingdom of God, a kingdom within. But we learn sometimes difficult lessons on this journey with God. We, we, we're going to walk this road. We're going to learn things. I, and I, I'm getting ready. To, uh, come on up, whichever y'all's playing today. I'm, I'm not saying I'm not saying honey anymore because I keep. Uh, I don't want nobody asking questions. You see things and you go, you know, it's easy to go, I don't understand why. The author of this, this book that we're going through, he, he shared a lesson. I was like, uh, he, a story. He said one of the greatest men, he, he began to talk about a guy that he pastored. He said, just one of the greatest Christian men I ever knew. He was a retired military and just faithful. He said he was over things in my church doing stuff and said, he went to the doctor and came back and said he had brain cancer. He said, I just couldn't understand that. I couldn't understand why this great godly man would have to go through that. And, and he said, I watched him. He said, I had a front row seat to this man, you know, just with this cancer. And, and he said, you know, we prayed and uh, it was just, you know, we believed. And he said, I just watched him hang on and serve as long as he could. He said, got to a point where he couldn't come anymore and, things like that and and uh, he said he was just fearless he said when we would meet he just had no fear about what was coming he just trusted God he believed that God was his healer whether he lived or died and he was prepared for either and it re reminded me of brother Paul uh, Vaughn and I remember it, it never mattered how sick he was when I would go see him I'd say how you doing brother he'd say God is faithful God is faithful and he just he, he didn't even want to talk about how he felt. He would just talk about what God had done. And uh, the man, he said something here 
And it made me realize. He said, when I watched this guy, the, the, his congregate, his name was Jimmy. He said, during my final visit with Jimmy, he said, I realized he was not dying of cancer, but he was dying in faith. And man, that just grabbed me, I thought. Oh, we give so much credit to sickness and disease. We're going to, if we live long enough, we're going out of this world one way or the other. But instead of giving credit to things that sin brought into the world, that's why the Lord said the precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints because they're not dying of cancer. They're dying in faith. When I preached Brother Vaughn's funeral, I, I preached when the measure of faith becomes the measure of the man. And that's, that was him. He was a man of faith. And I have no doubts where he opened his eyes. I, I, I have no doubts that uh, he, he, to be absent from his body, he was present with the Lord. And he'll get to tell his story just like we all, all will. And, and his journey toward the end, it was hazardous. It took a toll on him. But if you were to, if God were to just open up a window of heaven and let him shout down right now, we could say, hey, Brother Paul, was it worth it? I have no doubts that he would say, God is faithful. And it was worth every bit of it. Let me tell you, we're going to get safely home. Stand with me. I know I've got to, I know I've got to stop. I know I do. I know I do. We've got to stop right here. Hebrews 11 and 13. Listen, just listen to me for a minute. Hebrews 11 and 13. These all died in faith. I don't know what eventually got each one of these people, but they died. It didn't say Abraham died of this, so-and-so died of that. It just says they died in faith. Not having received the promises, but having seen them far off, they were persuaded of them, and they embraced them and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. But they that say such things declare plainly that they seek a country, and truly, if they had been mindful of the country from where they came out, they might have had opportunity to have returned. But now they desire a better country that is a heavenly, wherefore God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared for them a city. That's where we're going. Jesus said, I've gone away to prepare a place for you, that where I am, you may be also. Oh, <laughs> we're going. Here we're going. Let's lift our hands and just love the Lord. He called us. Now we got to obey him. Hallelujah. I'm going to make it. Woo. Lord, I pray you just pour a refreshing out on your people right now. Pour refreshing out on them right now, God. Strengthen them for the journey, God. Oh, God. Hallelujah. Lord, I know you gave the prophet the food he needed to go his journey. Give your people the food today they need to go their journey, to hang on to the end so they can hear you say, well done. God, we just believe it and we receive it in your name. Hallelujah. We love you, Jesus. We praise you, Jesus. We need you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on, clap your hands to him this morning. Hallelujah. We're going to make it.
We're going to make it. Paul had confidence in people that were reading the church that was reading his letter because he said, there's a crown laid up for me, but not for me only, but to all them that love his appearing. So he knew. He said, people are going to make it. I'm not going to make it. Don't ever think you're the only one. You're not the only one struggling, and you're not the only one that's going to make it. We're going to make it together in Jesus' name. Praise God. Mm. We're going to make it together. Praise God. Thank you. Thank you for being in here. Let's find a place to pray before the next service, and let's see God move. Amen.